is the Miller Lite Cowboys Hour. Supported by Albertsons. And brought to you by Miller Lite, the only beer of the Cowboys. It's Miller time. Albertsons and Tom Thumb, the official supermarket and pharmacy of the Dallas Cowboys. Luke Casey, the official bootmaker of the Dallas Cowboys. Blockchain.com, trusted by millions, trusted by America's team. And by Omni. Omni Hotels and Resorts, the official hotel of the Dallas Cowboys. Now your hosts, Haley Sutton and Brad Chan. And welcome, everybody. Welcome to the Cowboys Hour. We are at Concrete Cowboy in the Star District in Frisco. It's um, our, our official Victory Monday fan <laughs> club says it is uh, look ahead to Victory Monday. So Monday. previewing, It's previewing next week's Victory Monday. Uh, and uh, we we could not have a better guest uh, to get us through the uh, frustration of uh, week six and one of 17 because he's smart and he is articulate. And uh, it won't help you on the radio, but if you stream on DallasCowboys.com, you will see the dazzling smile of J. Ron Curse, there J.K. <laughs> and, and if we weren't sure it was you, the bling will remind <laughs> us. Thanks for, hey, seriously, man, thank you for, thank you for being here. Uh, thank you guys for having me. I'm, I'm glad to be here. We, um, we were on the same airplane, and uh, so I, I know what time you landed, uh, but I think that people would be interested to know uh, an athlete's day. There's, there's nothing very forgiving about the calendar when you play on the road. So the plane landed about 3.30. JK, take it from there. What'd you do? Uh, get on the road, head back home uh, in McKinney. Uh, I took, got home probably around like about 4.30. Uh, sleep for a couple hours, uh, up at 11 o'clock to come in, lift, run, get some treatment, get some work done on the body. Uh, after that, went home, uh, got a massage, and then <laughs> I'm here now, so. And how do you feel? Uh, I feel as good as I'm going to feel. Uh, I would say, uh, you know, I wish I could have got a little more sleep, but you know, off tomorrow, so, so I'll get I'll get it in tonight. Do, do you? Can you go right to sleep one way or another, win or lose after a game? Uh, nah, not really. Especially not since I was in pain, so I couldn't I couldn't go right to sleep. Uh, what hurt? Uh, my knee hurt, shoulder, back. <laughs> You name it, it <laughs> you hurts. Name it, it, <laughs> it hurts. hurts. So, uh, but uh, you know, as far as the the winning and the losing aspect of of uh, like it doesn't really keep me up too much because uh, knowing that like I just like we just spoke about shortly, it's week six. Uh, losing that game is is big, you know, uh, especially since it's a rivalry. But it's not the end of the season for us. It's not the end of the world. Uh, we're still going to have opportunity to go out there and achieve everything that we wanted to achieve when we came into this year. So, uh, you know, that's, 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 that's really about it. Not really putting too much into it. You know, we're going to see them again, and that's, that's, that's about all that. I, uh, I say every year many times my favorite part about doing this program is giving the audience. And, by the way, thank you. Uh, thank you, those of you who come out on the breezy patio at Con Concrete Cowboy. Thank you. By the way, uh, Haley, there's only two of them like me wearing short sleeves. I know. I'm you over here struggling. Are You're I'm, layered. I'm barely layered, though. You're My layered. toes right Stop. now are so, look, this guy's flexing his arm with his short sleeves. <laughs> I, <know>. I can't <laughs> even imagine right now. You can right put now. that away. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Uh, um, 
So I, I, what I really love is uh, the opportunity f to make the players three-dimensional so you all get to see them as the human beings they are, the people they are, not just a number wearing a cage on their head uh, running around. Um, and so um, we don't think about what they go through physically after a game. So you're playing at 8.30 at night local time. You play the game, everything hurts. You get on the plane, that's real comfortable, flying <laughs> home, right, after a, uh, after a game. I will say, though, Christy brought me back some of the cookies that, not just me, she brought them back. Some of the cookies you guys get on the plane, those are pretty good. They are pretty good. They are yeah, pretty good. They are. <laughs> they are did, did you hear the part about his knee and his back? And his I'm just trying to find the silver lining. There's when you're only so much cookies cookie can, can do make for them. Feel better. So here's the thing: um, when you're a uh, when you're a real young player, um, you know, it's you just be sore, and then by Tuesday you're bouncing around. Maybe next time you practice Wednesday, you're ready to go. So what are you? Six years in the league? Seven. Seven years Seven, in the yeah. league. So at this stage of your career, you're not 30 yet, are you? No. No. Uh, nah. nah. <laughs> uh, what day of the week normally do you start to feel pretty good? Uh, the body starts, starts feeling good for me Friday, but Thursday is our padded practice, and that's the closest you're going to get to the game before you get to the game. So you kind of just mentally have to get yourself to the point where Thursday I have to go as hard as I physically can because this is the closest I'm going to get to the game before I get to actually get to the game. So, But, uh, you know, when we, we have that day off on Friday, you know, we're in the building uh, just doing a lot of maintenance on our body, uh, a lot of treatments, getting things done that we need to get done to, uh, to get us ready for that game. And that's the day that I really start to feel like, okay, like my legs are back under me and, you know, everything is feeling good to, to get me ready for that game. But uh, Wednesday is an is a, is a extremely mental day. Uh, for me and a lot of the guys. I like uh, that smile. So Shows you how mental it actually <laughs> is. So, uh, and then Thursday, you know, when the pads go on, you know, guys just, you know, we, we have to mentally take ourselves to, like, push ourselves to get to get through that day. And, uh, you know, we have a lot of a lot of guys that, you know, we, we know we know each other. We've been around each other long enough to know if a guy's not feeling it that day or maybe needs to be picked up. And we got a lot of guys that, that does the picking up and, you know, help, helps get the rest of the guys through the practice. Oh, that's interesting. Who does the picking up? Uh, it you just, do. It just, it just, it just depends because it may be some days where I need, I need to be picked up. And uh, you got guys like, like Donovan, Malik, uh, that, pick, that pick me up. You know, uh, we're, pretty, we're pretty close, uh, us three. So uh, those are just some of, the, some of the guys that, you know, if they see me down, they pick me up. If I see vice versa. Uh, trying to get those guys going. All right, speaking of picking up, I, d I just cannot uh, forget about asking you about this. So I believe it was after their second touchdown. Uh, I, I think it was in, in Los Angeles when the Rams scored. D-Lock got the whole defense up and held church. Mm -hmm. And then last night, if I have this right, after their second touchdown, uh, D-Lock called everybody up. And you held church. Yeah. What What was that all about? What'd you say? To the extent you can repeat it. I mean, uh, just was, you know, uh, we felt like, uh, 
you know, early on in that game, uh, guys were trying to do too much. Guys was trying to make the big play rather than letting the big play come to them. And, uh, you know, we weren't we weren't too gap sound. Uh, you know, guys getting out of the gaps and then, you know, uh, the back finding that gap that you're you just jumped out of, uh, which gave them a couple a couple good runs and uh, ultimately gave up the touchdown run. Uh, just trying to g let guys know, like, you know, if we, if we do our job, you know, and the play comes out where we make the play rather than trying to chase the play because at the end of the day, when you chase the play, you rarely make the play. So especially going against a team like Philly uh, and, you know, they the things they do good um, kind of takes away the things we do good. You know, they play small ball. You know, they make you read your keys. And, you know, you can't really tee off on the quarterback like that. You know how, how our front our front likes to do. So uh, it was just about really staying in the moment and not, not trying to do too much. All of that is so unlike how you've played over the last four games. Did it surprise those of you who are the leaders when you look up and say, what are we doing? Who are we? Yeah, it did. Uh, you know, just because uh, – you know the way we the way we see ourselves as a defense. Uh, you know when you go out there and you know before you know it, you're down 14-0. Uh, no matter where they get the ball at, if they spot the ball at the one yard line, you know we feel like as good as we are, we should get a turnover or hold them to hold them to three. And uh, just in that in that particular moment, we weren't able to do that. So it just kind of was like like gut wrenching that. This is not this is not our brand of football. This is not who we are as a defense. And you know, uh, fortunately, we were able to get out there in the second half and start start the second half how we should have started the game, which would have gave us a much better chance to win the game. Uh, but you know, it all just comes with it. Is uh, it's, it's it's part of part of learning uh, and just showing who we are. Uh, but you know, we got to understand that we can't we can't put ourselves in that position and then go in halftime and have these pep talks and then come out and play like that. If we come if we come out and play like that from the from the start of the game, we don't even put ourselves in that position. Yeah, I wanted to ask you about that as well. Uh, I know you kind of just touched on it a little bit, but what do you learn about yourself, about this defense, about this team in a game, a physical game like Sunday's game? Uh you 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 look around and you see you see guys that's going to fight to the end. Uh you know, going coming back out uh leave 17-3. You see guys that's that's not going to give up. You see guys that when we got in that locker room, uh, you know, guys didn't hang their heads down. Guys were ready to go, ready to get back on the field, so we can go out there and and be who we are as a defense. So uh, you know, it was it was it was good uh, that we were able to do that. You know, as soon as we got in the locker room, you know, I just preached on this. This is when we show who we are. Is you know, like everything is not going to be how it was against the Rams, where the first third down we were, we're scoring a touchdown, or the Giants where you just you're just suffocating them more to Cincinnati where, you know, you're, you're, you're doing all these things at a high level. Uh, every game's not going to go like that. So uh, when you do get in those moments where, you know, offense is gaining momentum and moving the ball, uh, it's a time where you just have to put your foot down and say, all right, it's enough of that. And, you know, we're, we're going to do what, we, what we're here to do and play our type of football. Dan Quinn has talked about the – cohesion that you guys have as a unit uh, as a defense I know you talked about your three-headed monster which we'll get to in a little bit uh, but do games like Philly yesterday how, how I guess how does that exemplify the closeness the cohesion the chemistry that you guys have on defense uh you know for me it's just uh, I, don't, I don't think it really shows much until next week like when we get out the next week then you see okay well this is what went on last week 
let's see if they correct that problem and, and get out there and and eliminate that issue. So uh, I think that's a question. That's a question I can ask. I can answer next week. Good to and know. Then, uh, she knows where to find you. I guess yeah. she knows where to find you. I know where you're at, she'll so be, I'll come ask She'll you. be coming around asking that question <laughs> next week. J. Ron Kurse is our guest. We are at uh, Concrete Cowboy uh, at the Star District in Frisco. We are so delighted to have you with us, whether you are here in person, for which we thank you very much. A great place to uh, watch baseball if it stops raining in New York and the Monday night game and have a great meal, and uh, we appreciate you listening anywhere you might be doing that on the Dallas Cowboys Radio Network or streaming on DallasCowboys.com. There's your little camera, J.K. Wave to the people in your little camera right there. There we go. Uh, we'll be back with J. Ron Kurse right on the Cowboys Hour. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC.
to the Miller Lite Cowboys Hour, supported by Albertsons. Welcome back to the Concrete Cowboy here for the Cowboys Hour, which, by the way, is presented by Albertsons and Tom Thumb. Get 10% off your groceries every Dallas Cowboys game day when you wear your Cowboys jersey. Albertsons and Tom Thumb, the official supermarket and pharmacy of the Dallas Cowboys. On this Monday, we are joined by safety Jaron Kirsch. Jaron, we've talked a lot about the game, not necessarily the result that anybody in the franchise wanted, but we move ahead to the Lions, a team that you're familiar with. You spent some time there. Uh, what are you looking forward to in this matchup coming up? Uh, for me, just a win. Uh, you know, not putting too much into it. Uh, you know, whether it's somewhere I played or not, you know, I just want to go out there and get a win and, uh, you know, just play some good football. There's no one you're looking forward to seeing or old former teammates or anything like that? Nah, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing AT&T <laughs> back and uh, just getting the win. That's, I like that answer. <laughs> I like it too. And, and they've got a whole new coaching staff. Uh, so there's, in fact, I was just asking Jaron before we went on the air, is there even anybody there that you know? And so there's a few guys on the defense still? Yeah, it's still, you know? a, still a couple guys uh, 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 in the secondary that I remember uh, you know, that I played against, uh, Amani. Uh, Jeff Okuda, uh, one of my best friends, he's over there now, uh, Mike Hughes. Uh, well, it's a couple guys that I'm familiar with, but, you know, as far as just being excited to see see any of them, I'm, I'm excited to get a win. I mean, will it be weird for you, your, your next, I mean, for those of you who don't know, before he came to Dallas, J-Ron spent a year in Detroit and then three or four in Minnesota, right? Mm -hmm. So you're... You, for the the next four games, with the bye week stuck in the middle, you're right back in the NFC North. It's Minnesota. I mean, it's uh, it's Detroit and Chicago here, and Green Bay and Minnesota there. And uh, you you must feel like you're going to be in a time warp or something <laughs> looking at that schedule. Uh, yeah, I'm 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 definitely familiar familiar with them. Uh, uh, cold, very cold <laughs> places. You know, that's that's something that I remember vividly very cold places uh especially green bay around that december time uh so not looking forward to that yeah it won't be that cold <laughs> <laughs> I, I, oh, it, I don't know it, no it's going to be fall <laughs> the leaves are changing it's going to be great and 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 it's going to be great for you especially to take mccarthy back up to green bay and win a game Def right? def definitely that one might hold a little more than me actually going to play detroit minnesota uh, yeah Getting uh getting coached that win would be would be huge. Uh, he he deserves it. But we're we get ahead of ourselves uh, because it's uh, it is Detroit this week, and because they have a new coaching staff, um, <coughs> you you guys have to. By the way, do you know Dan Campbell at all? No. Nah. Uh, I, I love Dan Campbell. You know he was here, played okay. here. He, he was he was a New York Giant. He's a Texan. He's from A and M. He and and he played for Parcells in New York and then they brought him here and uh, and then he went to New Orleans and then he coached in Miami with Joe Philbin as a matter of fact your offensive okay. line yeah. coach and uh, and so and so now he's the head coach of the line. he's just a great guy he's incredibly intense <laughs> he is just incredibly intense and you might have some fun uh, looking up some like YouTube videos of when he played because you you would have been covering him a little bit. He's a load now. He's yeah. he's a big man. I, I remember his I remember his first uh his first press uh when he got when he got the head coaching job uh, the things he was saying uh 
That sticks out to me. Say, we're gonna bite. We're gonna bite. We're gonna bite an ankle or something like right, that. Right. It was yeah, a little unusual. That, yeah. Did you laugh? <laughs> I did. I did. <laughs> and what what would that be like? Look, he's old school. <laughs> he's talking to guys like you, and as a veteran, let alone you know first second year. But what would it be like playing for a coach who took that approach? Uh, I mean, you know, it's 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 easy to respect to respect a guy like that, uh, just for the simple fact that. He's went through this league. He's played. He's played in this league, and uh, you know he know he knows what it takes. So uh, you know, anytime you hear something from from a from a from a guy that played in this league, you know you have to you have to open your ears and uh, and listen to him. Uh, so you know he knows what it takes, and I guess that got that got those guys going. And then also seeing them, uh, you know, watching them on uh, Hard Knocks. HBO Hard, Hard Knocks. So. Yeah. Uh, just to just to see the type of guy he is, uh, you know, he 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 seems like a pretty cool guy. Oh no, you for. would like him. Now yeah. he's a trip, but he, <laughs> he but he's all about it. Yeah, I mean, he is all about yeah. it. Yeah. I wanted to ask you, uh, just kind of along those same lines with Mike McCarthy, it kind of feels like he's slowly coming out of his shell a little bit. We get bits and pieces of it when we get to talk to him uh, at his press conferences. Have you noticed maybe a shift in his personality, or or how, I guess how does he express himself when he's around just you guys? Uh. Coach, coaches, he, he's probably, if not, if not the best coach I've ever had. He's, he's definitely up there. Uh, I love, I love Coach McCarthy, uh, just because like the way he, the way he treats us uh, in the building. Uh, you know, he, he, he's very, he's very communicative with us. Like he talks to us a lot, and you know, he, he, he's not one of those coaches that's just it's my way or the highway. He takes inputs from his from his leaders in the room and the, the veterans, the, the Zach Martins, of, the of Tyrants. which you are one. Yeah, so uh just 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 having a coach like that that understands that, you know, this like the coaches coach, but the players we you know, we, we we have to do these things. So taking our input and uh and actually implementing it into, you know, whether it's scheduling or or practice or, you know, anything we may have to say. Uh, he's all for it if it's going to help us win. So uh, that was one of the one of the main things that uh, that when I got here, I didn't have in a lot of other places. Uh, that that coach that coach definitely showed me, and and it and it works. Uh, you know, guys, we we all in the locker room. We want to we want to play for them. We want to fight for them, uh, and we want nothing but the best uh, for the simple fact that you know he takes care of us and. And the best way for us to take care of him is, is go out there and get wins. So I heard something um, in camp this year from Joe Witt. Tremendous coach. Basically, he coaches the, for those of you who don't know, coaches the defensive uh, side of the passing game, but works a lot with the safeties. Mm -hmm. And what I didn't know uh, was that um, he and Dan Quinn were recruiting you pretty hard in Atlanta before you came here. Yeah, yeah. Uh Actually, it was when it when it came down to after my my fourth year in uh, Minnesota, I became a free agent. It was uh, Detroit or Atlanta, and uh, you know I decided to go with Detroit. Decided to go with Detroit, but was know, that was that all about money or it was, was all, it was all it was all <laughs> about okay good. Hey, <laughs> hey, about money. By the way, it's professional <laughs> football. There's nothing wrong with that. Okay, yeah, go was, ahead. Even was, now in college, though, we'll, we'll get to that yes, in a minute. Yes, that's but. exactly right. Now with yeah. with an NIL, you could get bling like that. That big JK. Yeah. That's a hubcap that you're wearing. Uh, I like it. Well, yeah, it was definitely all about money. Uh, then uh, you know, you know, God, God work, God works in mysterious ways. So you know, we all end up right where we need to be and that's here and you know trying to uh bring doomsday back so 
the reason that oh okay now you gave me something else to talk about <laughs> later the reason that i that i brought up the fact that that uh quinn and Witt wanted you in atlanta is all these guys say they knew what you were as a player and dan and joe certainly had a plan for you if they had gotten you to atlanta which obviously followed along the plan but what they did not have an appreciation for was your leadership and the force of your personality. Were you, had, had you just been given an opportunity for that part of you to develop and stand out more here than in the, the other places you've been? Yeah, I think it just came with, you know, with me being older. Uh, when I came here, you know, I came here year six, and it was, you know, a lot of guys younger than me, uh, rather than when I was in Minnesota, uh, year one, year two, year th I was the, I was the young guy, so. It's not really much leading I was I was doing, you know. So when I got here, it just was, you know, I was the old I was the old guy in the room, and you know, it just called for me to 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 be that guy that you know try to pick guys up and and and, and lead the way. Uh, you know, I played on a on a on, a, on great defenses in Minnesota, so I I knew what it took. So uh, it was all just about me trying to speak to those guys and speak that into those guys on, you know, like the things that it takes to be a great defense. We have it, but you know, it's going to be more than just me getting up here and, and talking to you guys about it. Now that you're on the other side of that, uh, you know, taking a step closer into being a leader, being a veteran in this league, uh, what's maybe something you would tell your younger self in that first couple of years in Minnesota that you maybe wish you would have known on the back end what of it? What a good question. Uh, take care of your body. Take care of your body. Uh, the, things I, the things I do now to make sure, like, I'm getting ready for, for that next game. It's light years ahead of what I was doing in Minnesota. What were you doing in Minnesota, Those massages help, I guess. What were you doing in Minnesota? Nothing. Nothing. You know, just being a young guy, you know, finishing the game and just knowing, okay, my body feels good, I can go do it again, rather than, you know, prehab. Like, taking care of your body before you have to take care of your body. So, but now it's, you know, getting old, getting old. Oh. Don't look at me and talk about getting old. You know that is that is God's way of showing that he has a sense of humor. Because when you're young, you just don't even know that prehab exists. Exactly, exactly. You just go, you're just going with the flow. You're just playing football. Just and, playing football. And just so everybody can kind of get an understanding of what that looks like, can you just tell us maybe some of the things that you're doing in that prehab versus what you're doing in rehab or maybe post-practice, post-game? Uh, prehab is just like, you know, like say I, I don't have an ankle, I don't have an ankle injury, but I kind of feel my ankle like it's a bit tight. I'm gonna get that worked on, you know, not after I sprain my ankle. Now I want to get it worked on. Now I'm gonna work on it before I even have to work on it, you know. And uh, you know, rehab is just, you know, you hurt something and now you want to try to get it back going. Uh, so I think uh, prehab is 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 top is top when it comes to keeping your body fresh because. You know, you don't want to have to take care of everything after you, know, after you have an injury or after you nick, you nick, some, you nick yourself up. Uh, you want to take care of that before that. So then, you know, it, it doesn't even become a problem because you took care of it in the early stages. But if year seven, JK, had said those things that Haley is talking about to year two, JK, would year two JK have said, "Yeah, oh, okay, thanks, old man, appreciate it." <laughs> yeah, I, I probably, I probably would have said, I probably said, "Thank you, thank you, I'll, I'll try." 
and probably wouldn't have. And probably wouldn't have. Yes, wisdom, wisdom hopefully comes with age. J. Rod Kirsch, our guest at Concrete Cowboy uh, in the Star District in Frisco. It's the Cowboys Hour with Haley Sutton. We'll be right back. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. To the Miller Lite Cowboys Hour, supported by Albertsons. 
Welcome back to the Concrete Cowboy here in the Star District in Frisco. The Cowboys Hour is presented by Luke Casey, the official bootmaker of the Dallas Cowboys. We have been spending so much time getting to know J. Ron Curse. We've talked football. We've talked a little bit of rehab. Uh, I kind of want to take you back. Something we mentioned briefly earlier, obviously, with the NIL era kind of going on right now. You played at Clemson. If you could have an NIL deal, what would your NIL deal be? Uh, ooh, that's tough. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not. I'm actually not. I'm actually not a big fan of the NIL. Okay. I'm not a big fan. Say more. Yeah, I was gonna say. Tell me why. Uh, I just believe that uh, you know, like, get into the get into the get into the league, into the NFL was like. You know, you wanted you wanted the money, you wanted to to be in the league, and that drove that drove you every day through practice. But I feel like you know when you sign an NIL, like, you got guys signing three million dollar NILs. They're making more than uh, players in the league that's been <laughs> in the league for three years. So like, <laughs> so like, you know, it's like it, that's 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 something that you know I definitely believe players should get paid. But I believe you know. Uh, like, let's finish school and then you got to right, get now, paid. Now, J. Ron Curse, you are, are you telling us, are you here to tell us that top-level players who go to Clemson University to play football are not acquainted with some kind of inducements to make their lives easier? No, nah, not that I can remember. <laughs> Your Honor, I don't recall. <laughs> Plead the fifth on that one. Right. Uh, but sticking on those same lines, uh, obviously your Tigers are doing pretty well this year. What's been your impressions of them and the season that they're having so far? Uh, for me, it's kind of it's kind of what is <coughs> what it is for us. Uh, you know, just I feel like they're not even playing their best ball yet. Uh, where I feel like you know games that shouldn't be close are a little close. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm used to seeing when you playing against the the Wake Forest and the Boston College's complete blowouts, uh, and just right now we're winning those games, but it's well, not. No, well, Wake's pretty good this year. Now. Yeah, I meant they were always pretty good. Yeah, just okay, all right. <laughs> Look at that. Okay. Look at that hair yeah. flip. He yeah, said yeah, they were yeah. always good. We're just better. Right, so, so it's. Uh, you know, I just believe they're still, they're still, you know, as, as they're going through the season, they're getting better. And uh, I know coaches are, are pushing them to, when it, when it comes to certain games, you should, you should win certain games comfortably. Like, it should be blowouts. And, you know, right now, you know, that's, that's not necessarily being done. But I think, you know, as the, as the season goes on, and, uh, you know, they just understand, understand better that those things will get done. Well, who's going to push them in their league, though? Uh... It's all about, I mean, it was the same way when I was there. Nobody really pushed us, but, you know, you got to understand that, you know, when you, get, when you get out of the ACC, you know, you have the Alabamas, the Georgias, the Tennessee. Yeah, like, now those we're talking are about the, Tennessee. The, <laughs> those are the guys that, you know, you might not get pushed by the North Carolinas, but, you know, the ultimate goal is a national championship, and those are the guys you're going to see in that, so. You have to push yourself to know that this is not close to the level of competition we're going to play when it comes to college college playoff time. 
We had a little gust of wind, blew an empty <laughs> water bottle away, okay? Neither of us were prepared for that. <laughs> so were you surprised by any of, do you keep up with college football in your spare time at all? Yeah, yeah, I do. I do some. Were you surprised at the way the, the AP Top 25 shifted with that huge upset over Tennessee and Bama? Uh, not, not, too, not too much because I expect it. You know, especially going into it, uh, Tennessee was a, had a great offense. So uh, when they beat them, I expected them to jump a lot of people. Did you expect uh, them to throw the goalposts in the river? <laughs> I, I didn't. I didn't expect <laughs> that. But uh, we actually watched the game. We watched the game. Uh, we were in, we were in Philly, and you know, it was just like once you win a game, you're not supposed to win. You know, all bets off. Uh, you know, you do whatever you want to do for that night. So. Have that you ever had a game like that? Nah, because every game we won, we were supposed to win. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, for those for those folks who didn't get a chance to uh, be at or hear uh, the Cowboy Hour when you were on last year, and certainly for Haley, who is one of the ones getting to know you, we found out uh, that you are a bit of a fashionista. Yeah, yeah, I like to. I like to dress up. said, yeah, so subtly he, while he's he, dressed to the nines he over likes, here. He <laughs> likes to dress up. Um, so what uh, What kinds of things? Let's just start with a game day wardrobe. What What kinds of uh, decision-making goes into your planning a game day wardrobe, and is there any difference home and road? Uh, it's For me, it's weather. weather. Uh, and how I'm, how I'm feeling. Uh, some days I might just feel like just being cool, being cozy. Uh, some days I might want to do do a bit more. So, uh, what? <laughs> I'm just <laughs> so uncomfortable with all of the things that are happening in my head right now. No, what but I can I can respect that though because yeah. I'm kind of the same way. I like I'm pre I like to think I'm pretty trendy. I like to think I'm pretty fashionable, and it does depend on your mood. Some days you will show up and you want to wear jeans and a cute pair of sneakers. Yeah. Some days you want to show up and wear a dress. Do so. you have a pair of sneakers that you would call cute? No, no. <laughs> no that's a, I would probably okay. call them cute. I called these cute sneakers when you came okay, in. Okay, you, so. you call them cute. So, like, what, what, what did you uh, wear to the game uh, in uh, Philadelphia? Uh, I wore some, I wore some jeans, some capital jeans, uh, with like a, it has like your, the bones on the side of them, basically your femur going down your leg on the outside. Uh, I actually wore these shoes. Uh, How would you describe that color of your shoes? Mm. It's tangerine. That's the word yeah. that I had in mind. Tangerine. <laughs> oh, tangerine orange, yeah. Yeah. So, and uh, uh, I forgot what I forgot. I wore I wore a jacket. I forgot what I forgot what jacket I wore. This is this <laughs> was yesterday, J.K. Yeah, this is no. not a good sign. <laughs> Let this me ask you sign. this, because this is kind of a rule of thumb that I always struggle with. Are you an outfit repeater, or is that like a, a no-go? Because for me, I try my best not to repeat outfits. Uh, I'm not I'm not much of an outfit repeater, uh, but it all it all depends. It all depends. Especially not like a game day. I'm not going to repeat an outfit that couldn't be caught know, dead in the same outfit. Yeah, <laughs> like I, I wouldn't do that because I've got pictures. I probably posted the pictures. I'm not going to wear that again. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, These are serious things. No, right? I, no, I understand. understand. I understand. Um, but but what happens if you win a big game in an outfit? 
Superstitious uh, at all? I'm very superstitious. Uh, like uh, like last year, like uh, the Chiefs game. When I got, I, I had a good game. I got the, my first pick. I carried that bag. I carried that bag for the rest of the year until, like, the bag that I had. I, I wore that bag to the rest of the year. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm very, like, I'm super, I'm superstitious when it comes to a lot of things. Uh, if it worked for me one week, I'm definitely going to do the same thing the next week. Now, um, do you know yet what you'll wear Sunday, or do you have to wait until you see how the week goes and what you feel like? I kind of, I kind of have like, I kind of have like three, like three outfits in mind, and then it'll just come down to, all right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna wear this. And so. wh- how do, how do you make the choice between the three? Is it all just <laughs> riveting instant? journalism yeah, right now? No, I mean this it's, is, it's, it's, it's all just, all right, this is how I'm feeling right now. I think this would be good for today, so that's really how, how I, how it comes down, and, and then it also depends on. It's a prime time game. This is a noon game, right. so I'm not really thinking. Okay, let me. So do you it. don't really care. <laughs> I care. I care to. I care. I care to to make sure I'm looking good, but not to the extent of. This is a Monday night. It's a Sunday night. Thursday. It's okay. Know, that, that all goes into it. So the people who see you mostly see you, and they know what you're going to be wearing. You're going to be wearing a white jersey and silver pants and a helmet. Now Haley's going to be on camera. On DallasCowboys.com, and do you follow the same rule if it's a noon game as opposed to a primetime game as J. Rod? I think that you never know who you're going to meet. That's my rule of thumb. So I do my best to like when I go to the grocery store, I try my best not to dress bummy. You know, I'm not going to wear like heels to the grocery store unless I'm leaving work. See, I I agree. I agree with that. Yeah, like you just you never know who you're going to see. You never know who you're going to meet. Like at the airport, like I know that that's kind of a conversation of people who wear sweats versus jeans. I always try to look nice at the airport because especially coming from Miami, uh, when I just moved here, you would see everybody at the airport in Miami. So I don't ever want someone to catch me lacking. (laughs) So I go all out, whether it's a noon game, a primetime game or practice. I look forward to both of you getting <laughs> to the age I've reached where my primary interests in life <laughs> are comfort and convenience. See, but you See, can do both. You can be fashionable and you can and be, still be comfortable. comfortable. I think look it, at this. It look goes, at us. Yeah, I think it goes, it goes hand in hand. It goes hand in hand. I would never, I would never encourage someone to wear something just because it looks good. If it doesn't feel good, I would. Have you ever worn something just because it looked good? I actually have a pair of Marnie slippers that look good, but they feel terrible. But you wear them. I wear them. I, I can wear relate them. to that. I wear them. Any high but, heels. But we were talking about you, and we're kind of. <laughs> no, no. <you> know? <laughs> we're not talking about me. We're talking about both of you. And we, and, and we will uh, give our audience here at Concrete Cowboy a chance to get in on all of this. J. Ron Kirst is our guest on the Cowboys Hour this evening. And uh, we'll have the microphone to pass around to those of you who have questions. So hold your hand up when we come back on the Cowboys Hour.
Cowboys Hour, supported by Albertsons. Back to the Cowboys Hour, presented by Papa John's. Better ingredients, better pizza, Papa John's. We have been chatting with uh, the self-proclaimed best-dressed player on the Dallas Cowboys roster, J. Ron Kurse. Uh, he just told me he is, in fact, the best. Yeah, give it up for this outfit, guys. <laughs> Uh, we've been spending so much time getting to know you, J-Ron. We really appreciate it. Um, we've been talking about fashion. We've talked about college. Uh, what's maybe something, before we get to fan questions out here, what's something maybe that people don't know about you, maybe a secret talent that you have or something you do in your spare time uh, that maybe people don't know about? Uh, I'm a pretty good bowler. Oh. I love bowling. Okay. What's your highest score? 252. Oh, I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> yeah, I'm, a pretty, I'm a pretty good boy. Well, how often do you do it? Uh, it's really, it's really mainly an off-season thing. Uh, you know, uh, when I'm when I'm not when I don't have much to do, uh, off-season workout, and then me and my cousins will go to the bowling alley. Do you bring your own ball? Or are you that person? Yeah, I have five. I have five. My own shoes. Does it make everything. a difference? It does. It does. It does. Comfortable. I'm, yeah, comfortable. I'm, I'm comfortable. I'm not very good them, at so. bowling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to this. What I'm going to ask: You have bowling outfits to match the <laughs> colors of the ball that you're going to use? Nah, nah, nah. When it comes to when it comes to bowling, I want to be extremely comfortable. Okay. So, like, just comfortable. And, but how many different colors of bowling balls do you own? Uh, all you of have five ball, five bowling balls. All of them are different colors. All different all colors. Them, yeah. So. It's easy for me to know that, like, I got a ball that I like to use when I'm, when I'm going for a strike or when I got one pin up. So it's, it's wait, you take all I was going to say you take all of them with you. With you? Yes. Yes. <laughs> so you got like a certain ball for early frames or for yeah. The fir I can't. This is like I said. This is why I'm bad at bowling because I just take whatever wow, they give seriously. me. Seriously, I just. But I that's can. how it, that's how it started out. I would just go bowl and. The, ball, the balls that they had there, I would use. And then I started getting into it more, and then I realized that I can be a much better bowler if I had, you know, the, the right balls, the balls that I don't really spend much or balls that I use that I spend a lot. And, you know, it's a, it's a difference. It makes a big difference. Is one of them a spare ball? Yes. And is one of them like a 710 spare ball? Nah, I really... It's really, it's really more just like I need, I have, if I'm trying to just get a strike, like I don't want too much spin on that one. Right. But like when I'm going for, or it's the opposite. When I'm trying to get a strike, I, I use my ball that I have a lot of spin with because I want to catch that, that pocket between one and three. Right. Or like if I have maybe one pin up, I don't want too much spin on it because I'm going to try to just catch this pocket. Is only one of the five a strike ball? No. Three. Three of them. So it's like if I'm. This is a science. I have I'm, learned I'm like so saying, much. I am saying. <laughs> it's like if I'm bowling. If I'm bowling and say maybe the first two or three frames I use this ball and I didn't catch my strike, I'm going to use another ball. Okay. So. But the first ball can get back in your good graces next time you go bowling. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It all depends on the the bowling alley I'm at in the lane because you know a lot of lanes don't don't give you the same spin. It's you know maybe too much oil or something like that. So. And, and you combine that scientific mind with a forgiving heart, and I just think that's wonderful. I think that's <laughs> something we didn't always know. All right, Joe Trahan has a mic. Let's uh, see what the audience is thinking about. 
Hey, Jaron. My name is Bill. Uh, my question for you is, uh, we know you go around the locker room as JK, obviously. Do you have any other nicknames? I'm hearing maybe of the Freak, and where did it come from? Uh, my uncle was called the Freak. My uncle was called the Freak uh, through his playing days uh, with Tennessee and uh, Philly. Uh, but uh, another name they called me. They called me Big Body, uh, being that I'm a safety and I'm I'm big for a safety. So that's another nickname, and then obviously the JK. So. You gave your safety room, though, a nickname as well, the three-headed monster. Can you explain that really quickly? Uh, it's just, uh, you know, we have, we have three very good safeties uh, that I feel like is the best in the league. And, you know, it's just, it's, just, it's just self-explanatory for, you know, I feel like we match up uh, with anybody in the league when it comes to having the, the best three safeties you can put on the field at one time. What's up, Jaron? My name is Corey. Um, my question is, I still think y'all, you know, the best defense um, in the league. But my question is, what uh, do you think y'all make can just improve on um, just going through, you know, this week and the rest of the season? To uh, Is there like a next elite level or type tier that y'all may want to get to? Uh, uh, in, this, in this league, in this league, it's, it's hard to pitch a shutout. So I think uh, doing that against anybody is 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 a tremendous step but uh in order to do that i think uh, we have to take the next step as far as uh being accountable and just understanding that we all have a, a unique role in this and, and doing our job the best that we can helps everybody so i think that's the next step we have to take in order to reach that elite level and uh pitching the shutout this year would be one of those things that that's top of the line when you when you can do that in the nfl Hello, J. Ron. This is Rambo. Question. Uh, Tyler Smith last week said that on the way to Philly, they were recommending not to take family members to basically discourage them to go to the Philly game because the fan base was so rowdy. Did you discourage any family members to go to Philly yesterday? Uh, I didn't. I didn't. But uh, that's definitely a tough, a tough place when it comes to having your family there. Uh, you know, we played them in the NFC Championship my my years in, uh, one of my years in uh, Minnesota, uh, the year they won the Super Bowl. And it was, it was ridiculous. It was ridiculous for, for the, for us being there and the fans that traveled and then our family members that traveled. It was, it was, it was a crazy, it was a crazy one. Uh, especially since they were getting ready to go to the Super Bowl after beating us. Uh, very disrespectful. So uh, I can see why, why you would, you know, try to discourage any of your family from, from going to that game. John, uh, my name's Abby, and I'm wondering if you think that you're the best dressed on the team, who's the second best? Ooh, good <coughs> question, Abby. Uh, and where can Abby go to make her own <laughs> decision about that? How can she? Uh, I would say it's probably a – it's close between – I got three other guys I think is close between uh, Trayvon, uh, Jordan Lewis, and uh, Nashawn Wright. All defensive backs. I was going to say shocker. How about that? All defensive backs. Well, I think I'm the best dressed on the team, but I definitely know for a fact we're the best dressed position position group. group on the team.
not disputable. <laughs> hey, JK, it's Ken James. I had a quick question. Uh, as you guys are foreign to, uh, we see everything that Cooper Rush has done and Dak possibly coming back. Um, what positive things can you say about the Cooper Rush experience as he has brought us to a place of, of being pretty in a good position to, to, to you know, achieve? Uh, the, thing, the things uh, Coop was able to do uh, is things that a lot of backups can't do, especially uh, being in a position that he was in where he didn't have much experience starting. You know, you have some backups that's been in the league for seven, eight years, and, you know, like you look at the Geno Smiths where he's had times where he was a starter. He has that experience. Coop didn't have any of that experience, but when he got out on the field, he had poise in, in, in tough situations and was able to give us the, the best opportunity to win games, uh, being a smart quarterback, uh, knowing what he had to do, knowing the, the checks, knowing what he can and can't do, knowing the throws he can't make. Uh, so Coop, uh, just about as, as important as anybody else on this team and being at this point that we are, na- are at now, uh, after losing, uh, you lose Dak uh, week one, you know, uh, a lot of people wrote us off and, you know, to be week six, going into week seven and being four and two, a lot of people didn't see this coming other than the guys in that locker room. So, you know, that's kudos to Coop and uh, having this opportunity, having this chance and going out there and, and seizing the moment. Uh, if you hear the little, little, almost imperceptible tremor in J. Ron's voice, it's because the wind has picked so up cold. and he's wearing a T-shirt. So and cold. We're all a little chilly up here. So just, uh, we've only got about a minute and a half left. Um, you talked about the difficulty of pitching a shutout, and Detroit is one of the highest scoring teams in the league. Mm-hmm. Are you aware that New England shut them out two weeks ago? I am aware of that. Well, I am aware of okay. that. I'm it, aware. I'm aware of a lot of games when. When I see a shutout, because you just don't see that a lot in the uh, in the NFL. Uh, like I said, I, I've been in the league seven years, and I think I've been a part of maybe one or two, uh, and that's that's just that's that's tough to do. Uh, so that that's a sign of a of an elite defense. You're looking up. forward to watching that tape, aren't you? Yes, I'm. I'm you know, we're gonna. <laughs> see what they see what they see what they did what and they try did. to yeah and try to try to steal bits and pieces of it. Uh, last thing you mentioned doomsday before and longtime cowboy fans know that was the name that was given to the Dallas defense uh, when they first really became an elite team in the 70s mm-hmm. there would be no particular reason unless you really were a student of your environment for someone like you to know anything about doomsday why do you know about doomsday and what do you know uh, it's just when it when it comes down to like uh tradition of you know like where I, where I play at like you have the the uh when I played in Minnesota the purple people eaters like you just know about those traditions of guys that did the same things that you're trying to do so uh you know being here and, and trying to be that elite defense you know the guys that did it before you so that's something that that's the reason why I know about it and just being a being a part of the a part of something that we're trying to achieve. You know, you have the Bears that had a great defense. I'm cutting uh, you off. That's J-Ron <laughs> Curse. Good night, everybody. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!